this world of toils and snares. If I falter, Lord, who cares? Jesus, may we walk with you. May you talk with us. Walking and talking with Christ the supernal one. Won't it be wonderful there? Lord, who else would we want to walk down this great road of Emmaus with? This great resurrected king that has come to walk with us on life's journey. Lord, there are many needs here this morning. Great burdens of life. I just want to take a little time with you, Lord, and speak to you about them. The great burden bearer, you said, cast all your cares upon me, for I care for you. So, Father, you know each one from the front to the very back. Whether it be in the nursery, Lord, wherever it would be, would the presence of God come by their way? Just a word from you, Lord, would mean everything to us this morning. It's not the volume of what's spoken, but it's the word that's directed by the Holy Spirit. So, Lord, I ask that you will be the speaker this morning. Cover us with the blood. Let your people be strengthened and edified and built up into the faith. Lord, may we say it was good to be in the presence of God this morning. As we look to the Lamb of God now, we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you. Nice to see you. Let's turn in our Bibles, please, to Genesis. I'd like to also announce, Lord willing, next Sunday, we've, over the last few months, desired to have a missions weekend and Brother Tim has had so much uh, testimonies and good things to speak about what's happening overseas. So, Lord willing, next weekend, Brother Tim will be taking the morning, Brother Murphy the evening. It will be a very special day, I'm sure. So, I want you to come and hear that. Remember, when you're, whatever you're doing in missions, you're walking in the will of God. So it's a, it's a great thing to hear what God's doing. I, Brother Tim, I know it was mentioned last week, but Brother Tim sent me a little clip. said, I thought you'd like to see it. And it was the testimonies of these brothers in Uganda. And uh, I tell you what, I leapt up from my seat and I ran into his office. I said, that's great. That was great. That's very great. Uh, I don't know about you, but when I got delivered, that was a happy time. I tell you what, saints of God, my parents didn't know what happened to me. They still didn't know. They still don't know. But we got lit by the pillar of fire, by the word of God. So without any further delay, I'd like to look in Genesis chapter 5. Sister Violet, I don't know if she's here or not, but she is. I got your, your testimony here. I know that means a lot when your Bible gets stolen. That's like a dagger to your heart. I don't know about you, but I, I, in fact, I looked at my little Bible last night. I said, I don't know what I'd do without you. 
And I thought, how many Bibles have I gone through since I was saved? I think this is my fifth Bible. And it's getting ragtag, but I'm not letting it go. I'm not letting it go. But she got her Bible back. Got stolen, and she got it back. So I, that's special, Violet. Special to me. So God bless you, and we thank the Lord for that. Say, these are little things. These are great things. Amen. Genesis chapter 5, verse 21. And Enoch lived sixty and five years and begat Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah three hundred years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were 365 years. And Enoch walked with God and was not, for God took him. All right, just over the next chapter, chapter 6. Verse 9. These are the generations of Noah. And Noah was a just man. Perfect in his generations. And notice what it says there about Noah. And Noah walked with God. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his word. You may have your seat. Obviously, as we have made some preliminary comments, the subject that we'll be speaking on is walking in Christ. I'd like to, before I make any further comments, I'd like you to turn to Colossians 2 and 6. Colossians 2 and 6. Excuse me. Colossians chapter 2, verse 6. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord... Paul goes on to write, so walk ye in him. As ye therefore have received Christ Jesus our Lord, therefore walk ye in him. Another translation says, therefore, as you've received Christ Jesus, the Lord, and I love this part, it says, walk in union 
with him. In union with him. Reflecting the very character of things that you should do and say. Living lives that lead others away from sin. I like to just maybe just go a little slower today. Maybe because of my voice. Maybe because of the subject. Paul is very, very uh, clear here in what he's stating. If you have received Jesus Christ as your Savior, and that he has become Lord, he's become deliverer, he's been your ransomer, he's your Savior, Then walk ye in him. This is not walking alongside of him. Where you can take a separate journey whenever you feel to. Because I just want to maybe just go my own way for a little bit. Then I'll come back. No, Paul is is very explicit here. If you have received Christ Jesus. Our Lord. Then walk ye in him. In him who's him, the word. Walk ye in Christ. Walk ye in the word. Not about the word, in the word. Just take it slow. Many people, as time goes on, It becomes very apparent. They know about Christ. They know about him. But do they know him? In fact, there's many services we have that go on maybe for an hour, hour and a half. And we come three times a week. We come 52 weeks of the year. And you multiply three. That's 152 services. Multiply that by an hour and a half. And you, you go into the hundreds of hours. And you say, well, I've been here 30 years. You've been sitting, hearing the word of God for some 10,000 hours. 10,000 hours. 10,000 hours. And as much as we've heard, we see people stumble, fall, go off, go their own way. But then the question is, have they received Christ? This is not to cause question in your own heart. I'm not preaching this morning this message to cause a question. I'm saying if you have received him then there is a closer walk with God. But the Ram said in Easter Seal, Rising of the Sun, page 6, he says this, Satan doesn't care how religious you are, how right you are in doctrine. Many people can stand up and say, I know the message very well. It does not matter. Sit and ponder and and say they've they've got a great and deep and wonderful revelation. That doesn't matter. But are you walking 
with him that matters. Because if you walk with him, you'll talk like him. You'll act like him. You'll speak like him. You'll love like him. Are we getting there yet? It's not, won't you walk with me? Won't you walk in me, dear Jesus? We say we are the word made flesh today. And at that day, you shall know that I'm in the father, the father in me. I in you and you in me. And that is indeed true. And that is scripture. And that's a reality. But then that gives us more of a responsibility. You won't talk sharp, bitter, angry. You will speak more loving, kindly, gracious, merciful. He said he doesn't care how right you are in your doctrine. If you miss the life, you won't come up anyhow. No matter how religious you are. I, I, I believe a prophet is laying it down. This is the rising of the sun. This is the opening comments. No matter how religious you are, how good, and how many churches you belong to, or will belong to, it doesn't matter one thing, unless you have been born again. There's the question. There's where every soul can answer themselves this morning. Am I born again? Have I received Christ? Am I a new creature in Christ Jesus? Not that I come to Bible way. Or not that I I put up with the preacher's preaching. And it's not whether you even come or pay tithes or give offerings. If you have him, you'll do all those things. But there's a lot of people that do it for a social gospel. A social affair. And we have young peoples. And we have camp. And we have special meetings. And yet we still see those that just can barely live a Christian life. I've heard language that would curl your hair and then sit here like nothing's wrong. Actions and deeds done. And there's no repentance over it. Why? Because we just go along. It's just go to church. Everybody loves me. Nobody knows about me. But they fail to understand the Holy Spirit does. And the Holy Ghost is a person. He's omnipotent. And yet we think that we can just slide in, slide out, be told how good we are, how great we're going to be, what heaven is like. 
and yet miss the very kernel of the fact you must be born again. Born again by the incorruptible seed of God. Born again where something takes a a hold of your soul and you just want Jesus. You want to talk about him. You want to speak of him. You want to love him. You want to know all about him. You don't have to be told to read your Bible. Listen to a message tape. You just love him. But as long as our children go to church, they're good people. Saints, that is not the thermometer that you're going to gauge your young people's lives at. This is an earnest plea. Oh Lord, remember me. Am I born again? Or am I putting on church? If any man, Paul writes... 2 Corinthians 5. You say, Brother Tom, this is a basic salvation message. Well, we'll just get a little bit farther down the road. We'll, we'll move along. But many times we miss the important part. Where the Holy Spirit can start dealing with souls. Not letting you know how much information I know. Or how much I can re-repeat. Hey. I mean, a lot of people get lifted up and they, they're just quoting the prophet and they said, look what I preached. You have nothing to preach outside of the prophet. You're just parroting what he already said. It's just the gift is trying to find spiritual food in due season for that service. I don't want you to have Tom Ray's thought. Sorry, folks. I want the thought of God to pregnate you. And to bring forth the very life of God. So Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. Do we know that scripture? I'm sure most of us know it right off by heart. For if any man be in Christ. What are you? A new creature. This is a heavenly being. You become from another kingdom. You don't struggle with skirts hiked up and slits and makeup, cutting hair, tinting, do whatever you That's not even in you. It should never be. At this late in the game, a preacher has to say, will you stop wearing those skin down weenie stuff? People that say they got a lovely walk with God, and I'm, I'm not trying to take that away from them. But really, look in the mirror. Look what you're looking like. Your Bible, my Bible says, if any man look upon you to lust after you, he's committed adultery in your heart already. Brother Brown said, the fault isn't in the man, it's in the woman. You want your wives dressed like that, husbands? So where does it fall back on your husbands? High priests, put your home in order. Get your wife dressed right. Wear the right kind of shoes. You say, my, this is just too simple. But sometimes we let them things go and you walk, see them walk in the church and say, how can that be? We're too far up the road. But apparently somebody's not listening to the message. They're hearing to the preachers and we're preaching what we feel that God would use to strengthen you and build you up. But if you were really listening to the prophet, if you read, if you even listen to flashing red light of the sign, you women, I'll tell you what, how you dress, you dress a lot different than what you're dressing. And you say, well, was that an early message? That's after the seals. If you want to get there, if you want, if you want to split hairs here. 
So, as Paul says, as you have. And I, I want to, I want to keep it positive. So now he's saying you have received Christ Jesus our Lord. As you have. I would love for you to say, yes I have. I have personally received Christ Jesus my Lord. There would be no more allurement of Laodicea. So now the indicator is to parents and to adults and to friends and to brothers and sisters in Christ. If there is an allurement for it. Are ye indeed received Christ? If you love the world or the things of the world, your Bible says the love of is not even. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe we should have told that to our children before they became 20 and 21 and 22. And now try and, and claw back. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, some things become new. All things? Sure. Here, Brother Ram said now, of course, you know, I I appreciate your kind comments and the emails and the notes and different cards and things that come. Brother Tom, I'm in Christ, the mystery God revealed. Just if you read it once, that would thrill my soul. Some brothers took up the challenge. He said, Brother Tom said five times. I said, if you went five times, you'd be in surely heavenly places. I can hardly read a few pages and I'm walking around my room. You talk about a heavenly place. You talk about a a message. Brother Brown makes a powerful, powerful statement. He said, go back to this message. Go back to this. He said, for it's thus saith the Lord. Go back to it. Find out whether he's the center focal point of your life. It's not to put you on bondage to read a, a, a thick message. But I'll tell you what, by the time you finish this message, you'll find out who you are. Because Christ is mystery of God revealed in you. But the Bram said in this message, look, Christ in you makes him the center of life of the revelation. Christ's life in you makes him the center of the revelation. Christ in the Bible makes the Bible the complete revelation of Christ. Christ in in you makes you the complete revelation of the whole thing. As you have received Christ, walk ye in him. Walk ye in him. Walk ye in the word. Let that word live out through you. Christ in you makes you the complete revelation of the whole thing. See? 
what God is trying to do. What's he trying to do? What is the new birth? You say, well, Brother Branham, what is the new birth? It is the revelation of Jesus Christ personally to you. Do you know him? Is he your savior? Did he redeem you? Did you ask for forgiveness? Did you receive the cross? Did you accept the blood? Did a new life come? Did the Holy Ghost fill you? If you have received him, as you have received him, walk ye in him. What is the new birth, Brother Branham? What is the new birth? It is the revelation of Jesus Christ personally to you. Amen. Not join a church. Not shook a hand. You've done something different. You said a creed. You promised to live a code of rules. But Christ, the Bible, he is the word that's revealed to you. Christ, the Bible, has been revealed to you. Christ, the Bible, has been revealed to you. Sister Violet, Christ is the Bible revealed to you. You love it. You eat it. You consume it. You read it. You pray with it. I'm not going to ask you who's read their Bible this week. Just a simple little thing. You ask yourself the question. I'm not going to ask you, have you laid before God or you say, well, I'm not a preacher. No, it's Christ personally revealed to you. I didn't ask you to study for a message. It's personally to you to tell him you love him, to thank him for his abundant mercy and grace. Where would you be without him? What would you be like without the new birth? You'd be in some hellhole this morning. But Jesus came by and lifted you personally. Amen, brother David. We'd probably be dead in some sewer somewhere. But Jesus became personal to me. Not a new thought, not a new idea, but the whole thing changed. Changed. My thinking changed. My desires changed. Oh, I can't do that. And I can't do this. I can't do that. He took, Brother Bram said, what is the Holy Ghost given for? He takes the canter out of you. Come on. He takes the canter out of you. You don't want to. I have lived before my own children and their grandchildren or their children, my grandchildren. You have lived before your families and the church. I trust we can put maybe someday a cross, not our, not our tombstone because I'm not going to the tomb. But it can go across your mind. When I met Mark Powell, he walks with God. When I see Alan King, he walks with God. He's got the attitude of Christ. He treats everybody the same. Not jealous, not bitter, 
Not cankered up. Always speaking bad. Always looking at the negative. Never seeing the positive. Oh, as you have received. Christ Jesus our Lord. Therefore, walk ye in him. You'll walk in him. You'll talk in him. Don't you want you to forget the subject? But Christ, the Bible, is the word that was revealed to you. Though I don't go to movie shows. Why? There's not an allurement there. Why? He took it out of me. Why? Because I'm from another kingdom. I don't go to bowling alleys. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? People say, you know, you live a such bondage life. I says, I do. You can't drink. You can't do, you know, you don't do dope no more. I says, really? You think I'm under bondage? You can't, you know, go into the, the clubhouse at the golf course anymore and have a great time with the fellows. I said, is that your plumb line of happiness? Really? Your happiness is a bottle? People that talk perverted? I'm so thankful I've been brainwashed. (laughs) You're admitting you're brainwashed? Absolutely. Don't you want to admit you're brainwashed? Jesus washed my brain. I've got a new mind. I got new thoughts. I got new desires. Why? Jesus changed me. Oh, I, you know, I gotta hide from mommy and, and daddy that I, I wear pants at school. Really? Really? All this, mommy and daddy is very simple. They need to be born again. Great shock. No, you've been put some blinders on. You've been living in a fantasy world. It's not their attendance at church that makes you Christians. My. Is not the scripture clear when it says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever? Is that not clear? Then how Jesus dealt with lives in the days of Paul or with the disciples, is that not clear that what he did then, he does today? He delivers the woman. He delivers the man. He sets free the captive. He opens up the blind eyes. Is that not clear, saints? Is it not clear that the church is built on revelation? Is it not clear? Have we not preached enough, Matthew? Chapter 16, verse 13, when Jesus came into Caesarea Philippi and asked his disciples, Who do you say I, the Son of Man, am? So as we took at the beginning... Of, of, of a couple services ago and started out of Christ the Mr. God revealed. God couldn't reveal himself as the great omnipotent one. 
that filled all time and space. God had to come down, fashion himself in a body. The son of man. God gracious tender. Leaving his splendor. Stooping to woo to win. To walk amongst humanity like you and I. So that he could be touched by the feeling of your infirmity. And Jesus asked the question. It's a good one, Wes. This is a good question. Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? That's a good question. That's really what it is. Who do the men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Some say you're Jeremiah. Some say you're one of the prophets. Some say you're John the Baptist. Come back. But who do you say? Here it comes personally. Here it comes personally. Here it is personally. Peter, who do you say I, the Son of Man, am? Now here comes the revelation. Who do you say I, the Son of Man, am? As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be the revealing of the Son of Man. Who do you say the Son of Man is? Noah walked with God in a perverse and wicked generation. You can read it. We, we skipped over that. But the Bible says they did things that what was ever imagination, wickedness, imagination that was in their minds. They fulfilled it. The sons of men looked upon the daughters of men and saw that they were fair. That's being fulfilled this day. But as it was then, so shall it be in the days of the revealing of the son of man. There will be a people that catch a revelation who this message is. It's almighty God. Walk in him. Walk in this message. Did he walk with Moses? Did the pillar of fire walk with Moses? I'm going to ask you the question. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Did he walk with Moses? Did he walk with Adam in the Garden of Eden? Did he walk with Gideon? Joshua? David, Solomon, Ezekiel, Isaiah. Did he walk with these men? If he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, then if he walked with them under the Old Testament, what is a walk with God in the New Testament? Be not afraid. You believe with all your heart? The very one. Are you listening now? The very one that walked in Galilee is here tonight. What were people thinking? Can I ask you the question? If Brother Brenham said, the very one, Isabella, just think about this now. This is how real it is. The very one that stood on the shores of Galilee said, have you caught any fish yet? Let's bring it down to reality. The prophet is saying that very one that walked on the shores of Galilee, that very one is here tonight. Then if he's the same yesterday and today forever, I want to say to you this morning, that very one that was with the prophet is very one that is here this morning. Did it go over their heads? And I, I hope to God that it doesn't go over our heads. People of preachers that are so eloquent put saddles and types together. But I don't believe for one minute the prophet's ministry was to point you to himself. 
The prophet's ministry was to decrease, that he would increase. And that is our message, saints, to see this lovely one become personally to you. You say, well, I falter. Who cares? You just sang it this morning. He's walking with you. He's in you. Get up. Get up. He called you. He came along to the road to Emmaus, Cleopas, didn't have a clue who he was. Many times over the years, you haven't had a clue who's been with you every service. Wherever two or three are gathered in my name, there I will be in their midst. That's either true or it's false. You make the decision. Is that true? It's true. Are we gathered in his name? Yes, we are. Then is Jesus here? Yes, he is. He's here to meet, to deal, to speak, to deliver, to set free. Let him become personal to you. That same one that walked in Galilee is here tonight. What is it? Do you believe it with all your heart? Do you believe it with all your heart? He said, no matter how he would anoint me, he has to anoint you. Isn't that amazing? No matter how much Brother Branham could be anointed, but you have to be anointed also to believe. If you could get the people to believe you, nothing. Nothing. No matter what he would anoint me on, it's got to be on you too. Oh, see, it's got to be on them. Do you believe? Why don't you just have faith then? Why don't you have faith? Say, Lord, I maybe have not been walking with you, but I want you to walk with me. But not just walk with me. Walk in me, Lord, that I might be in you. What are you to do? What are you to do? Just ask him. Won't you walk with me, Jesus? How difficult is that? Didn't Brother Bram say he was a gentleman and every time he's invited, he comes? Is that not what he said? I believe that, Sister Jenny, with all my heart. It's not just filler words to me. It's absolutely true. Lord, I invite you into this service. I invite you to speak to my daughter. I invite you to to just come in reality and become personal. Not just knowledge of who you are. But to know you. Oh, he says, here comes the man. So now he says, I'm anointed. Are you anointed? He said, here comes the man. He's in terrible condition. Now, now, saints, listen. Listen, this this is free. This is free. There was a lot more in the service where Brother Branham was at than is here. Some 5,000. When he's in his, in the meetings in the 60s, 61, maybe 10,000? Could we say 15,000? I think we got pictures to show that he's there. And, and we, we, we wear our emotions on our, on our sleeves and sometimes we, we wonder, is he preaching about me? No. I want to tell you something, saints. When I preach, I don't have anybody in mind. Does that clear up the matter here? But now here's a person, he's walking up to the front, and Brother Brown said, he, Michael, stand up. You know, Michael, you're in terrible condition. 
You can sit down. I'm embarrassed you enough. Poor Michael, he gets picked on every service, probably. I'm like, <laughs> maybe you want to sit over where this Michael is and had changed places. But now here, here, Brother Bram, here he says, here comes this man walking right up to you. You're in a terrible condition. Do you want that known between five, ten thousand people? Thank you, Brother Ernie. You're the only honest one here. You're in a terrible condition. Really? And that's what we come to church sometimes. We don't want anybody to know our problems. Saints, I'd rather let 500 people know my problem. Have them praying for my problem. If one can send a thousand, two, ten thousand. What could this church do? We've seen cancers delivered. Leukemia people delivered. Over this pulpit, over the last month, people that have had cancer, leukemia, have been delivered. I would want the prayers of the saints. They say, oh, I don't want anybody to know. Well, Brother Todd, did you want your friend to have me call him? Your buddy? Finds out he's got leukemia? How's he doing? He's healed. Glory. If he can do it for a friend over a phone call, over brothers and sisters that are praying. Can't he do it for you this morning? This is not just a year ago. This is just a couple of months ago. We've just have never had time to, to give the Lord the glory. You know how awkward it is to phone somebody you don't even know? But here comes a man that didn't know Brother Branham. And you're in terrible condition. Oh, I was too. Terrible condition. Man's in terrible condition. He's almost at the hour of death. Is he the same yesterday, today, and forever, Brother Todd? Yes, he is. Is it real? Yes, it is. Is it personal? Yes, it is. It's not something of the 60s. It's 2019. My God can deliver you from anything. Hallelujah. You've got it in your church. You've got it as a testimony. Can he do anything? Yes, he can. Does he save? Does he deliver? I've had the privilege to being in Brother Victor's home. I've been had the privilege to be in Brother John and Victoria's home. I've been in privilege to be in many of your homes. But it gives me great joy to sit across the table and smile. And I don't know if Victor even got it. I'm just smiling. So, Brett, tell me you're always happy. I'm happy in Christ. I'm happy looking at a man that's been transformed by the power of God. I don't have to look to something years ago. I can see it today. As you have received Jesus Christ, walk ye in him. Brother Victor, what were you before you were saved? You were a miserable, terrible condition. Right? Can I say that? Sure, I can I had you in my office, told you it was a terrible condition. Walks out of my office in a terrible condition. But one day, one day, Jesus came and walked with him. 
Jesus came and talked to him. And what did he do? He received him. How hard was it, Brother Victor? It's just in a moment. Just in a moment. Isn't that true, Brother Richard? How many years for you? Oh, yeah. You're really going to show your age now, aren't you? 41. Does it hold? Does it keep? Amen. There's testimony. Glory to God. You're in terrible condition. Hello, anybody here in a terrible condition? I won't even pick you out. I even know who you are. No, I don't. I'm only kidding. The Lord does. The Lord does. So the Lord knew this man was in terrible condition and the Lord had him come up at a specific junction of time. I just read a letter the other day, yesterday, as a matter of fact, a brother, brother Biscoe's father wanting to get in line to be prayed for. There's so many people in line that he gives himself back so other people could go into line. But God had this man come in line. Think about it. Why? Because God wanted to walk with him out of his situation. Why would he come from glory this morning? Why would the great omnipotent one visit Cloverdale Bible Way? So that he could walk with you out of your dilemma. Because brother Tom can't walk with you out of that. I'm sorry, these brothers can't do it either. But I know one that can. He can take your situation, turn it right side up. Amen. Is that not true? He says, you're shadowed to death. That's a terrible condition. You're shadowed to death with cancer. You have cancer of the throat. That's right. You know, smoking cigarettes is hard on the throat. Will you quit them? Will you give them up? Another thing, you're not a Christian. (laughs) You're a sinner. Well, that's pretty straight. I don't think anybody in this church has been taught that way. Maybe privately. But not publicly. You're a sinner. Oh, how dare him talk to me like that. I think I'll go to the washroom right now. You always want to tell in the assembly when it really gets tight. Those doors start flying open. Mm -hmm. How dare him talk to me like that. God was trying to get a hold of his attention. You're not a Christian, you're a sinner. Will you accept him as Savior? Now this is before a thousand. Would everybody bow their head if you would like to put up your hand please? No. I I, I think it's good to stand. I I think it's good to admit where you are in him. I don't want anybody to know. What are you talking about? We want everybody to know. You're not a Christian. I think that's pretty upfront. You're a sinner. That's pretty straight. Here comes the grace. Will you accept him? 
Will you accept him as your savior? The apostle Peter came. He was a sinner too. If God revealed to me your name and tell me your name like he did apostle Peter. Will you believe that it's Christ? Christ. Walk ye in Christ. Walk ye in this message. People might not like that. You are saying that this message is Christ? Yes. I won't beat around the bush. Yes, it is. Brother Bram said in a token message, this message is Christ. People say, I want to go back to the Bible. You don't even know what the Bible is outside of this. I'm sorry, friends. You might as well lay it down. I listened to somebody yesterday. I just thought, you know, I, I like to relax my mind sometimes. And I just say, what, what do these preachers preach about? After I was finny, finished, it was Spaghetti Junction. The, if I had to look to the world, to what they think about the rapture, pyramids, every uh, doctrine or whatever, it will fry your head. But when you come to Christ, which is the word... All those spaghetti junctions, all those loose ends become together. Do you believe that this is Christ? That God loves you and saves you and will take my word? That you will take my word? Now listen to this. That you will take my word that your sins are forgiven. Saints, we're just waking up to the realization of who's speaking to us. People get caught up and they say, Brother Branham's God. He is not. He is not God. But he was a vessel that God used to speak through the man of God. Prophet was born a prophet. He wasn't made a prophet. That's what he is. Did he get saved? Yes, he did. Did he need the blood of Christ? Yes, he does. But what was speaking through him was Christ. Walk ye in Christ. When you pick up a book, start to realize that it isn't a bunch of words put on a page. It's God himself coming down to speak to his bride. Will you take me at... My word that your sins are forgiven. Will you, Mr. Davidson? Who knows that's Mr. Davidson but God? Who is speaking but God? Then go home, get well. Why? You're saved. You say, well, Brother Tom, we're, we're, we're almost, you know, you gotta pound him on the back or you gotta do something. No, just receive him. Receive him. Jesus, walk with me. Forgive me. We make it a problem. We're the ones that put the parameters around God. I believe that Jesus is here today. Jesus is here today. I do too. I believe that Jesus is here today. Yes, sir. The resurrected Lord Jesus. Not a different Jesus. The resurrected Lord Jesus, Brother Jim. It's a resurrected Lord Jesus. Not out yonder 
Not out yonder somewhere a million miles away. But right here present with us right now. When our bodies come into tune with God, becoming a part of Him, then our souls can pick up the power of the Holy Spirit to vindicate now the presence of the Lord Jesus. All of His power and all of His omnipotence. He's risen from the dead. He lives amongst us today. Are you listening? And now he wants your fellowship. What do you do on a road? You fellowship. Walk ye in him. What to have? Fellowship. Fellowship. Back with his people again. His great majesty, his glory is now spreading forth. He's desiring to fellowship again with his people like he did in the Garden of Eden. Praise him. (laughs) So why has he called you, Brother Ryan, for fellowship? Jesus wants fellowship with you, David. Who do you say that I, the son of man, am? On this great journey we're walking. On this great path of life. But Bram said in the message called out in Chicago. Jesus said, when the son of man is being revealed. He said, let me close by saying this. The son of man is now being revealed from heaven. He will come after a while. Brother Branham. That's what he says now. He will come after a while, Brother Branham. He will come after a while, Brother Branham. Are you listening to me, Henry? Is he coming after a while, Brother Branham? It is now. God wants fellowship with you now. As you have received Christ Jesus, our Lord Therefore, walk ye in him now. When will the Son of Man be revealed? Will it come after a while, Brother Branham? It's now. I hope I won't have to make this so personal of of this own meeting. But that your spirit within you, that you will give by God, can read what I'm talking about. The Son of Man has already come from glory and has been revealing Himself for the past few years to His church in mercy, showing them His great presence. Won't you walk with me then, Jesus? God's provided place to worship, 1965. Now, Jesus himself said at that day, when the Son of Man is being revealed, as it was in the days of Noah, Noah walked with God in a perverted age. Surely there's a group of people that can walk with God in a perverted age. 
at that day when the Son of Man is being revealed. In other words, the Son of Man, Brother Bram said, the ministry of Jesus Christ himself. The Son of Man is the ministry of Jesus Christ himself. The church will come through justification, Luther, through sanctification, Wesley, through the baptism of the Holy Ghost, Pentecost, and go right on into perfection of the Son of Man. That when husband and wife will be the same self person. Wonder he ends off in his ministry, the invisible union. Amazing. That now we're going to not only fellowship, we're becoming one in union. Union. We're not living under Luther, Wesley, Pentecost. We're not living under those ages, saints. We're living now in the revealing of the Son of Man. Brother Brown said, which is the ministry of Jesus Christ himself. The church will go right on into perfection of the Son of Man. That when the husband and wife will be the self-same persons. God will be so manifested into his bride, his church, till they will both be the same. They are one. Now, you see where we're at? Amazing, isn't it? Amazing. Amazing where we're supposed to be walking in the faith. It's not just getting over a trial. It's walking through the trial and putting that trial under you. All these great mysteries could not be given to Luther. Could not be given to Wesley. Oh, we're, we're just, we're just living another age. We're just living. Come to church. Everything's fine and rosy. We got our trials and our problems. Saints of God, it's more than that. It's much more than that. That's the reason that all these great mysteries could not be given to Luther, couldn't be given to Wesley, couldn't be given to the age that Jesus, that just passed by us, Pentecostal. Now the person of Jesus Christ himself, the Son of Man, do you understand, is revealing himself in human flesh. It could not come till now. Michael, we have a great responsibility in this great union time that we ourselves are a part of the revealing of the Son of Man, which is Jesus Christ himself. It's more than can'ts and cannot do's. It's more than telling you to to reform you. It's now letting the very life of God that's in you start living through you. Are you still with me? Some of you are bored, that's fine. But to me, this is more real than anything you even thought of. But thou, Daniel. Now listen now, we're getting now to the point. Thou, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book. Even to the time of the end, that they might run to and fro. And knowledge shall be increased. 
So we got an indication of where we're at, right? Seal it up till the time of the end. But as for you, Daniel, conceal the words. Seal it up in the scroll until the end time. Is that more plain then? More plain. Is it more plain? Seal it up to the end time. Is that, that's, is it this time? I just have a couple of slides. I thought I'd throw it up. Aaron, he always gets nervous. I say, Aaron, I got some slides and I, I haven't shown slides in years, it seems. And he just laughs when I tell him I got some slides. He said, are you going to use them? I don't know. But I thought maybe I could help you a little bit, bring you up to speed. Maybe this will help you, maybe it won't. But we won't be too much longer. We got the first slide up, please. I'm not slide literate up here. Probably some of you already saw that this week. That's the big news flash. Two minutes to midnight. They used to have it just a back, not only a few more years, it was five minutes. Then they thought they were getting brave and maybe moved it to six minutes. I don't know what's been happening on, but it down there saying it's two minutes to midnight. Brother Brown, and this is, folks, this is old news, okay? This is old news. We've been, we've been more up to date than them. I don't need CNN to tell me it's two minutes to midnight, okay? I got a prophet. You have a prophet. And we've been living under this. He says, we look and we see the clouds of judgment forming. And we hear science say, it's three minutes to midnight. He says, and they've used up two of them. It's one minute. They haven't got there yet, but we're already there. Have a nice life if you like Laodicea. America's in ashes if you want to stay around. Just, just stay with me, saints. You walk in him, you'll walk out of here. Because as Enoch walked with God, he was not. So are you. So are you. He lived in a wicked time also. It's the same time. Two minutes to midnight. Prophet said they've used up. Two of the minutes. He says it's practically one left. Okay. Did you need to hear that? Not really. You knew that already, right? But, but I thought I'd just let, let you see that, but I'll go to the next slide then. Maybe it's more interesting. Remember him? How many of you remember the lesser white throat wobbler? Nobody? Man, I never got my point across then. You don't remember him? You don't remember this wobbler that, you know, that mom and dad, they leave him in Europe? Fly to North Africa and lets them find their way back home themselves. They've never been there before. You don't remember that? To me, it was outstanding when I said it. (laughs) I guess I got thrilled and you didn't. I thought, how on earth do they know to go to North Africa where mommy and daddy are and they've never been there? Who put that in them? God put that in that little... How do you know now you're going back to the mind of God to walk in Him? God put that in you. 
Can you say amen? amen? If a bird can go to North Africa, which is thousands of miles away, how did he know to go back to North Africa? Why did he go to Antarctica? Australia? New Zealand? How do you didn't end up at the Baptist church? How come you didn't end up at the Catholic church? You couldn't. There was a magnet calling you home. I can't walk like the Baptists. I can't walk like the Pentecostals. I gotta walk with God. Sorry friends, I've been called to a higher calling. People say I can't live a victorious life. That's a lie from the pit of hell. To them that overcome, will I grant to sit with me in my throne? That's the word of God. Overcomers. Elias, we're overcomers. Doesn't matter what comes our way. Devil's coming, devil's go. We'll go to North Africa. Oh, my, that was just the You say, Brother Tom, that's just one. Oh, I got another one for you. Next. How about the sooty shearwater? You remember that one, surely. The sooty. Oh, you're going to remember it now. Say sooty. Sooty. He looks sooty, doesn't he? Does he look sooty? You know, this poor bird migrates 65,000 kilometers. I mean, I didn't even get an awe. Oh, because you remember him. You remember him. From Norway to Falkland to back to Falkland to Norway. He just keeps on migrating. That's not bad, eh? Who told him to go to Falkland? This is still baffling science and science thinks they know everything. This is a bird. Bird brain. I say it's more than a bird brain. It's God-directed GPS. God-predestinated sonar. God knows exactly where the bird is going and the bird knows exactly where it is. Well, let's try another one. A dragonfly. A simple dragonfly. Come on. Somebody get excited here. Come on. It's a dragonfly. I can't wait to go to BCA tomorrow. See what they talk about. Let's look up Brother Tom's fact finding. They do that, you know. I know they do that. Tim holds me. He does that. So this is a dragonfly. You know how he migrates, Brother James? Think about it. A silly dragonfly that you see flying around. Migrate 17,000 kilometers. Shall I help the Americans? That's over 10,000 miles. A dragonfly. You can barely drive to church. Nope. I got to go 17,000 kilometers because that's my migration. Who programmed him? God. Who put that in you? God. Can you walk with him? Yes, I can. As you have received him. Yes, I have. I'll walk with him now and I'll walk with him throughout eternity. A dragonfly. So we got sooty shearwater, the white-breasted warbler, whatever his name is. Next, a turtle. 
can't imagine now. We call them dumb brutes. Dragonflies, birds, and turtles know exactly where they've come from, and they know exactly where they're going. Next. He's a seal. What does a seal know? Nothing. But he knows where he came from, and he knows where he's going back to. 21,000 kilometers. 12,000 miles. Think about it. Maybe I got my math wrong, but it's up there. Right next. The good old humpback. We got insects, turtles, mammals. They know 22,000 kilometer migration. Next. Here's the shitty, shitty Shearwater. Get him next. We got him. The Arctic Turn. These are birds. I don't think they wake up in the morning and say, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. 71,000 kilometers. <laughs> no, they know they're made for it. They're built for it. They got the life of it. And they got the drive in them. Nothing is going to stop them. Because if they're stopped, that's the end of their species. Hallelujah. So if God can take birds and dragonflies and seals and humpback whales, surely, surely, bride of Jesus Christ, he can take the sons of God, as many as received him. As many as received him. Now I want you to take a look at that word, and I know I'm running out of time, and I'm sorry for it. But that receiving is a special word. To receive... As you have received Christ, Jesus our Lord, as many as received Him, gave He them power to become sons of God. We receive a kingdom that cannot be removed, that cannot be moved. That's an interesting word, receive. Because once it's been given to you, it's given for a purpose. Not for you to take it, but for you to take it and go away. So it has a purpose and God had a purpose in giving you something that you receive it to move you to another destination. As many as receive him, gave he them power to become the sons of God, to move you from this terra firma to heaven. Don't you want to go to heaven? Sure we do. Sure we do. Men's hearts are failing them for fear. Those birds don't worry about nothing. They've been programmed. If you've got that seed gene in you, there is a spiritual GPS put in you. That's not going to leave you here. You're going home. It's in you. It's in them. So let your not, let not your heart be troubled. For I've gone to prepare a place for you. To what? Receive you. God wants to receive you. 
He's given you something for a purpose to take you from this dimension to another dimension. Man's heart, failing them for fear. Let them fear. Perfect love casts out. The capstone himself has come down. All fear's gone. All fear's gone. Am I going to make it? If he started a work, he'll finish his work. Men's hearts are failing for fear. This privileged generation, with their suicide rates going crazy. Crazy. At an age when you can have everything, they have nothing. I like what Brother John said. I don't know what the guy's name was in... Was he on Amazon or something? Did you say? Guy owner of the most richest guy in the world. He's got, he's got a divorce problem on his hand. You can have no money and have a divorce. You can have all money, have divorce. Has nothing to do with money, has nothing to do with it. Christ is the glue. You don't have Jesus, you don't have anything. So their hearts are failing for fear. Suicide rates up. Depression is up. Drug use is up. It's an epidemic spinning under control. Science says now it's two minutes to midnight. Who cares? Bride doesn't care. That's only for their information. That's not for my information. Moscow, in the past couple of weeks, they're really making the American shake now. <clears throat> past week, I'm sorry, it was in December. President Vladimir Putin, president of Russia, threatened the, re- uh, the West with a new generation of nuclear weapons. Yes! Boy, don't you love to wake up to that? No wonder they want to commit suicide. They have no hope. But to the believer, we have hope. That hope is expectation. That's why they want to pop pills, cut themselves, do whatever they want. They don't have Christ. You must be born again. Moscow has now told the West they have a new, new generation of nuclear bombs. Described as the invincible. They call it the invincible bomb. It's an intercontinental cruise missile within a nuclear torpedo that can outsmart all American defenses. And the church of the living God said, Amen. It's been prophesied. Seven vision. American ashes. People are looking for America to be great again. It's already finished. God's already seen it in ashes. We don't build our kingdom on this world. Our kingdom is another kingdom. I'm sorry if you are, have American, what do you call it? Patriotism. It's good for you to have it. In fact, we actually, Canadians do have it too. Just that we only have snowballs. They've conducted their tests. They've told the West. They have got nothing that's going to stop the defense of it. The weapon is invulnerable. 
making it invincible. It sounds like the sandbox I used to play in with my friends. My daddy's bigger than your daddy. Everybody making these boasts. But can I tell you something, Vladimir Putin? He might be looking for the red phone from the White House, but I'll give him a real telephone from Cloverdale. I want to say this. All hydrogen bombs in the world will never defeat the resurrection of his church. Hallelujah. I don't care. They can call it invincible, invulnerable, but it will never. Brother Ram said defeat the resurrection of his church. Why? If they can go home, I can go home. Why? I'm walking with Christ, the supernal one. Won't it be wonderful there? All the explaining away, all the mathematics, so forth, of this intelligent world has its disguises through her purpose can do something. But they will not destroy the faith of God's children. Are you listening, church? There's coming one with a message. That's straight out of the Bible. It's a quick work. We'll circle the earth. The seed, if not then, listen, the seeds will go in newspapers. Brother Andy, I thought of you. If this seed will go in newspapers, reading materials, until every predestinated seed has heard it. None of them will come unless the Father draws them. And every one that the Father draws with his heart will come. Can you say amen? I will come. That'll be the predestinated seed that hear the word. Listen, there's only one thing that's invincible. That was called invincible. I'm sorry, devil. It ain't your bomb that's invincible. Are you ready? He knows that the people can get the true revelation of that union of Christ in her. And what she is, she can do the greater works and she will be the invincible army. Not no bomb in Russia, but the bride in Cloverdale. The bride around the world is invincible. And you need to say that within yourself. Nathan, I am invincible. Because the Holy Spirit can make that a personal revelation to you. As you walk with him in Christ Jesus. Musicians, please come. As you have therefore received Christ. Jesus the Lord. So walk in him. Walk in the Lord. Walk in the word. Walk in this message. Live it. Love it. Breathe it. Speak it. Let it become the center of your life. Center of your home. The center of your everything. There is nothing in this world that supersedes 
this revealed word. Nothing. Many called to the feast. And many made excuses. Is that true? Made excuses. I preached years ago. Excuses, excuses, excuses. I can't get saved. An excuse. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. How can you? Don't let it go over your head. Embrace it. Say, Lord, what the preacher is saying this morning. I need to walk with you. I don't want to fall with the world and its demise. I want to go where you are, Lord. It's a spiritual feast you've been called to. Don't make an excuse to feed, not feed on it. It's the last day of the feast, Jesus cried. He that is a thirst, let him come. He is hungry, let him come. God has opened his word and Brother Brad makes a message, or uh, preaches the message. Is your life worthy of the gospel? And maybe I'll make that in our next time we speak. When you walk with him, that word walk actually means you walk worthy of him. You can't walk with the king unless you are of the same worth. And that's what the devil tries to tell you all the time. You're not worth it. I want you to say to the devil, I am so worth it. The word in the Greek is axios. It means you're on the same axis as him. He walks with you because he's claimed you as worthy. And he's talking to you this morning because he's trying to tell you, you are the worthy one. Walk with me. Let me have fellowship with you. I want to deal with your problem. I want to lift you out of your dilemma. I want to do this for him. Then why don't you just let go this morning and say, Jesus, you called me worthy. As Brother Tom's ended off this little service, you called me then worthy of the worth to walk with you. Could I then, Lord, cast my care on you this morning? Once you start playing worthy, worthy, worthy. How many of you got a problem this morning that you want the worthy one? The one that wants to walk with you along life's road. As you have received him, I want to say that's positive. As you have received Christ. Oh, I wanted to go into his names this morning. Who is this Christ? He's the Lord God omnipotent. He's the Elion. He's the Almighty. He's the one that wants to help you this morning. And if you will let him, he wants to take your burden. And if you are burdened this morning and you have a great need, let this one that walked with those on the road to Emmaus walk with you through this trial. And may it have a great testimony as our brother Steve Reeves had. His mother losing a leg and going through a great trial. But at that end of that trial, to see a daddy being baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. God will see you through the trial. He wants to walk with you. He wants to bring you from here to glory. 
If you feel that you have a need and you want to stand in the presence of God, you say, Lord, I'm casting all my cares on you. You've walked with me this hour and 20 some odd minutes. And I'm willing now to throw it on your, in your care. Hallelujah. He is worthy.
of thousands of miles they'll journey is it a picnic on their journey just do your own study see what that little bird has to go through storm and hurricane it's not a picnic it's not all blue sky but they got one goal in mind I've got to go back to where I was born maybe you've lost that vision this morning maybe as a little boy a little girl older person you say "Ah, I've lost that vision why don't you look to him this morning and say Jesus Jesus let me come to my predestinated destination back to the very thought of God every head bowed and every eye closed no man can come to me unless the father draw him Jesus said And who knows, as the king of Nineveh said, who knows, but 
God will see our repentance. Who knows, there might be someone here that needs Jesus. That you must be born again to even see the kingdom of God. Who knows, there might be one little one, little brother, sister. Save me, Lord, from this untoward generation. Save me. See my heart. Tom will never see my heart, but you see my heart, Lord. I I don't want to go down this road. Walk with me, Jesus. Lord, save one. Convict one. Deal with one, Lord. Heavenly Father, Lord, we are loving your presence. We are loving you. I just trust, Lord, something been said to help maybe one little sheep along the way. Knowing that the great shepherd walks with his sheep. Won't you walk with me, Jesus? Don't ever leave me alone, Lord. I don't want to stray. I don't want to get ahead of you. I don't want to get behind you, Lord. I want to walk in step. I want to walk in those bloody footprints of my lovely Lord Jesus. Won't you lead me to the rock that is higher than I, Lord? Won't you lead each one into that special place, that hiding place, where they can get alone with God and wrap themselves in your glorious presence and worship you, the true and living God? It is an individual, personal experience. And Lord, I I pray, Lord, that there will be those that find that today. If not today, tomorrow, when they think on these things. Science has said it's over. We don't need science to tell us that, Father. Your prophet spoke it a long time ago. All we've been doing is getting ready. For that great rapture change. So I'm asking that you'll bless your children. Give them a wonderful afternoon, Lord. May they think on these things. May they ponder. And may the Lord, they have a greater walk with you, I pray. Go with us now, Lord, as we return at five. Brother Ernie will be speaking. We're looking so forward to it. Pray that you'll use him, Lord. Speak to us again, we pray. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Well, would would you mind if we just sang that little chorus again? Won't you walk with me, Jesus? Been the theme of my heart this week. Lord, don't ever leave me alone. Don't let me walk by my own strength and my own will. I want to walk with you. I want you to fellowship with me. I don't want to fellowship even with my own thoughts. I want to fellowship with the thought of God. I'm so sorry. It's special to me. I I hope it's been a little blessing to you this morning. Oh, won't you walk with me, Jesus?
Found me when I was lonely. You found.